Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Matthew, the 16th chapter, the 24th verse, it says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. I know they sound like curse words. Denying yourself. but And take up his cross. Somebody tell somebody, take up your cross. And then Jesus said, follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake <laughs> we'll find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his very soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? I want you to also turn with me to Matthew, the fifth chapter, in the sixth verse. It says this. This is when Jesus was on, on the mountain and he was teaching his disciples. He was giving them what, what we call the Beatitudes. And it says, blessed are those which hunger and thirst after righteousness. For those are the ones, tell somebody, those are the ones that are going to be filled. with, if y'all notice all summer we hadn't done any series and so I've, I've, I've been stretching myself sometimes when you're in a series it gets a little easy to come up with something I say God I, I just want to hear what you got to say for this week for your people I say God what, what, stretch me God let, 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 let me have to get, to, you, get to, you, to your mouth let me put my ear to your mouth say what you're saying today for the people and God said son I want you to start living empty I say, God, that doesn't make sense because because uh, 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 your word says that, you know, at your right hand there's fullness of joy and I should be full with joy overflowing and it should be coming up me like a river. He said, I understand that. He said, that's, that's the stuff I want to give you, but I can't give you what I've got for you because you're too full with what I can use. He said, so I need you to live a life that's empty. God said, God said, if you're full already, there's no need for me to fill you up. He said, but if you are empty picture and full of a fact, God said, I will fill up anything that is empty. Anything that is empty. If you know anything, if, if anybody hadn't eaten today, a lot of times I do intermittent fasting. I stop eating at 8 o'clock and I don't, I don't eat again to the, to the next day at 12. And by the time 10, I'm good overnight because we're always fasting when we're eating anyway. But sometime about 8 or 9 o'clock, your, your body starts reminding you I'm used to eating this time. And, 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 and there is a void because your body is empty of the nutrients that it needs. And so the body starts yearning for what it is. And God said, I need my people to live in such a state that you are hungry and you are thirsty for me and that then my response will be if I see hunger and if I see thirst that is direction I'm coming to feel it's not just when you come church God said I want you to live on E I want you to live on empty tell somebody live on empty Come on, touch everybody around here. I need you to live on empty. I need you to live on empty. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. I'm going to be real quick because I need you, to, need you to put your listening and your thinking caps on. Tell somebody you have to live empty. You have to live empty. I don't know about you. Maybe some of the brothers in, in, in the room uh, uh, can, talk, can, can, can contest to this. In my garage, I've got about uh, three or uh, maybe three, probably four uh, gas cans. 
Remember what you say, Pastor Tony, what in the world you got four, three or four gas cans for? I didn't intend to have all those gas cans, but what it is, that little lady on the front, she loves to drive close to E. She loves to drive close to E, and every now and then she try to use her faith. I think I can make it to school. I think I can make it back home. I said, baby, how many gas stations did you pass on the way to try to get here? But yet and still, she loves to drive on E. And so as a result, every now and then, I'll get a call. <laughs> I'll get a call and say, baby. I said, yeah, baby. Uh-uh. I'm out of gas. And I mean, I say, oh, well, all right. So, so what we'll do, we'll go there, we'll get there. And, and I, I, I'm usually I'm, I'm somewhere else, so I can't go get the gas can. It, it don't make no sense to go home and get the other gas can. I just go to the next closest gas station, and, I, and, I, and I'll get the gas can and fill it up to put enough, put about a, a little gallon of gas in there to get started up enough to go to the gas station to go fill it up. Anybody ever been there? Anybody got some trophies of when you ran empty? Not only do I have to buy the gas, but and you and, and look and the gas station, they wise. They gonna have they gonna have just enough in there and they'll be $13, $14. No, and good and well, you can get one for three, four dollars at Lowe's. But they're used to people running on E, and so they take advantage of the fact that we live and we live in a state of almost empty. Why did I say that? I say that because I want you to understand a natural principle that a lot of times we live close to the edge of empty uh, to something that's going to be to our detriment. But when God wants us empty, when God wants us to, to be in a place of emptiness where he can feel, we are living opposite. We're trying to live. I'm trying to live to the full. I'm trying to have as much. I'm trying to have a hot girl summer. I'm trying to have a hot boy summer. I'm trying to live to the full. I'm, you know, I'm 40 years old and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life. Life. I'm going to live my best life. I'm going to do all this stuff. And we're so busy trying to live to the full. And God said, I'm ready to fill you, but you're too full and I need you empty. Where I see emptiness, I'll pour myself out where I see emptiness. You have to understand his ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. You would think, say, God, I, I know you want me full. You want me full of joy. You want me full of, of ideas. And you want me full of optimism. And say, yeah, I can use all that. But I would rather have you empty so I can fill you with the things that I need in you. Because the things that I have to give you have the DNA of what I've called you to do. Somebody say, live empty. We put a premium on fullness and satisfaction, but our desire should be to be empty and hungry. Unless, unless you're just gluttonous, you, you know, you know uh, unless you're just a gluttonous person, you, you're not seeking out, ooh, I need, I'm driving around town trying to find a place that's open. You don't do that unless there is a desire, there is a, there is a hunger, there is a yearning. Somebody say, God, give me a yearning. Oh, God, God told me this thing. God said, son, I operate by the strategy of scarcity. Put your thinking caps on today. God said, I operate, son, by the strategy of scarcity. Somebody say scarcity. That means something is a low amount, a low amount. That means it's not enough to, 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 to satisfy the desire that's in front of me. Do y'all remember when Jesus was preaching to the multitude? And, and, and Jesus had already preached to them, but he said, but the, and the disciples said, okay, y'all, y'all going what? Y'all going by your way. Jesus has performed his miracles. He has done what he wanted to do. But Jesus said, no, no, don't, don't, don't send them away because they need have need to be fed and, and the disciples said Jesus this don't make no sense the people came here they came here with an agenda to hear you you had already preached you don't need you don't need to keep them a captive audience anymore but Jesus said I, 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 uh, uh, I want to feed these children even though there is not enough let me tell you something God's ways are not like our ways his thoughts are not like our thoughts. His methodology is not like our methodology. And so many times, God will make a demand on us when we are least able to fulfill it. He told them, this is what we're going to feed these people. He said, Jesus, how are we going to do it? I don't care how you do it. We're going to feed them. They found a little boy with a little bit of fish and a couple little Loaves, little, little little pieces of bread. And Jesus said, I can work with that. 
Tell somebody beside you, God can work with that. Some of us in this room say, I'm going to come to God and I'm going to get serious as soon as I get this in order, as soon as I get that in order, as soon as I get rid of this, as soon as I graduate, as soon as I, as, as soon as I retire, I'll do this. Oh, I'm hitting everybody at every place where you're at. As soon as I retire, then I'll do it, Lord. As soon as I get the degree, then I'll do it. As soon as my children get grown, God, I'll do it. God said, if you just give me what you have, if you just give me, God said, I'm the multiplier. I just need you to be the supplier. God said, if you just give me what you have, I'll multiply it and it will be enough. And so the little boy, they found the little boy. Isn't it, isn't it curious? Isn't it, isn't it a, a, a real peculiar that they found a little boy? They didn't find a man. They didn't find a grown woman. They found somebody with childlike faith and say, this all I got. It ain't going to do much, but I'm, I'm using my childlike faith and I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to submit what I have to Jesus that's all that God is asking you to do he's not asking you to be great he's going to make you great he's not asking you to be all grand God's going to God's going to set you up in front, in front of important people it's your gift that he put in you that is going to create room for you and put you in front of great people you can't do it on your own you can't do it on yourself you ain't got enough connections you ain't got enough advertisement on Facebook you don't have enough cue cards that you can pass out to people you ain't associated with enough sororities and fraternities to get you to the place that God can take you yeah. God is saying, all I need you to do is be like that little boy and just give me what you got. He didn't say, well, this ain't enough. He said, take it. Somebody do your hands like this. God, just take it. I ain't much. I ain't got much value amongst my peers. I may be the black sheep of my family, but all that I am, God, I need you to take it. I need you to take all that I am because I've come to the end of what I can do with this. I've gone, I've gone as far as I can go. But if by chance I give it to you, you are the multiplier. You are the one that will take a piece. And the Bible says in the story that the more he tore bread, the more bread there was. And the more he broke the fish, the more fish that were in the basket. Jesus, as he broke it, he blessed it, he gave it. He broke it, he blessed it, he gave it. If we, see, we want to get to the giving stage, but we are not willing to be blessed and then broken. God said, if you just give me what you got, I'll bless it. I'll break it. And I give it, but God said, I operate in scarcity. How many of y'all are in a situation where you don't have enough? I don't care what it is. It, don't have, it could be money, it could be time, it could be resources, it could be friends. I mean, come on, raise your hand, raise your hand high that you have enough. Come on, somebody declare, I don't have enough. You are in the right place for God to step in. You got to understand that God called you out this. God called you out there. God called you to the city. God called you to the start the business. God told, called you to pursue the degree. God called you here. He said, all I need you to do is supply it. And let me do the multiplying. Look, look, look. Here's the first thing I want to share with you. The next thing is, God operates on supply. Somebody say supply. And demand. I remember, I, I ain't going to pick on my wife all day. I'm just going to talk a little bit. But she's been, a, she's been a mother for 14 years. Every time we had children, she nursed our children. One of the most awesome things I've ever seen in the world. You know, the birth is just an awesome process. That a mother don't make milk. Here is there is somebody there to demand the milk. Ain't God wonderful? <laughs> that as soon as soon as the babies are born, she starts making milk. Y'all, y'all gotta understand how how how, how wonderful and how, how how miraculous God is. That God said, I won't provide a supply until there is a demand for it. 
understand? Y'all got to see beyond the analogy. God said, I don't provide a supply unless there is first a demand for it. And there'll be times when my wife, where the children be sleeping, she have a, she have a pump up to her breast. And she be, I said, baby, why are you doing it? She said, I got to keep, I gotta keep producing the milk because if, 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 if I let it sit too long, I'll stop making milk. Which means as long as there is a demand, as long as there is a demand, God said, I will always provide a supply. Somebody do your hand like that. God said, as long as you are hungry, as long as you are thirsty, as long as you are continuously seeking after me, I'm going to fill the ones that are making a demand on me. How do we make a demand on him? But we are always constantly in prayer with him. The word of God said, man should pray always. Don't pray when you're in trouble. Don't pray when you need something, a, a bill paid by Friday. God said, if you are always making a demand on me, I will always be your supplier. God said, but I need you hungry and I need you thirsty. And I'm glad you're quiet because you're being challenged today. But God, come on, come on, somebody do like that. God said, I need you to be ever making a demand on me. Don't wait until times get bad. You need me in a good time to keep you from the bad times. You need me to protect you from the storm that you're about to go through. You need me to strengthen your knees for the test and the mountains that you're about to climb up. Somebody say, God, I will make a demand. I said, I need you to constantly be making a demand. If, 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 if you make a demand, then I'll make a demand. If you bind anything on earth, then it will be bound in heaven. If you loose anything in earth, then it will be loosed in heaven. I want you to understand that you could be the one that is holding up your next level because you have not made a demand on what's yours. We understand it all the time. We get bank statements, whether it's electronically or in the mail. We understand how much money we have in account. Now, we can, send, we can sit up there all day and just look at it. Ooh, look at all the thousands I got in account. Look at all of this. But it does you no use. It does you no good if you don't go to the teller and you say, my name is such and such, and here is my account number, and I, re- I, 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 I desire to make a withdrawal, which is a demand on what's already mine. Can I tell you that you have? You have treasure that is laid up in heaven for you. There was a healed body that's laid up in heaven for you. There was salvation. There was provision. There was all manner of things that you need that God said, I just need you to make a demand. If you make a demand, it will come down from heaven. There was no need for a healed body in heaven. We'll all have celestial bodies. There was no need. There was no need for, 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 for gold. And there was no need for provision in heaven. Streets are going to be paved with gold. There'll be no need for it. But God said, but God said, if you, the reason that I can go to my account at, at Winston-Salem Employees Credit Union is because I am the rightful owner of what's in there. And can I tell you, the things that God has for you, you have a rightful ownership. You are a son and you are a daughter. And if you go to the bank in the storehouse of heaven, you have to come boldly before the throne of grace. God said he will give you grace in the time of need. We are not trying to manipulate and, 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 and butter God up to give us. He wants to give that to you. But guess what? He's a God of principle. And if you don't come, come, come to me by principle, God said, I can't give it to you. My hands are tied because my word is settled forever and ever in heaven. And unless you come by way of my word, my hands are tied and I can't give you. Even, even though, have you ever been there? You want to do something for your child. You want to do something, but you know, I can't do it. My hands are tied. I can't get to you. I can't get to you on the other side and I can't get to you. And God is saying, there are so many things I want to do for you. There are so many wonderful doors I want to open for you. There are so many things I want to, I want to put you up on a pinnacle so you can be my handiwork so people can give glory to me and say, God, you took them from here to here. And he said, but if you don't come to me by my word, if you don't come to me by principle, if you don't come to me, God said, my hands are tied. And God said, I need some hungry and I need some thirsty and I need some desperate people that want to be my handiwork in the earth. He said, and where I see hungry people, where I see thirsty people, I'm going to pour my supply out. Can somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for the supply. Thank you for the supply. Listen, real quickly, two or three things I want to share with you. 
It's, 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 no, no, it's four things. It's, and, and, and this is going to hit somebody in every area. And I'm, I'm just going to teach you about these little stories real quick. Somebody say time. There is somebody in here that feels like, God, I'm running short on time. Oh, yes, God, I thank you. God said, there is somebody in this room that feels like you're running short on time. Whether it's, whether it's to have a child, whether it's to be married, whether it's to start, start a business, whether it is, I don't care if you're on the old age of the spectrum, but I want you to know that there was a man named Abram and there was a woman named Sarah that God did not give him a prophecy into his life that he was going to make him a father of many nations until the man was in his 80s. Angel came to Sarah and she was well stricken with age. She was past the point of childbearing. And God said, even in her dead womb state, you're going to be a mother. You're going to give birth even though your body is telling you that you can't give it. Can I tell somebody in this room that God is speaking to the womb of your spirit and though you feel like you're dried up and you're decayed and your time has passed and my, and my window has closed and, 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 and time and opportunity has passed you by, tell somebody you're in the right place. You're in the right place. God doesn't do anything that is easy. He looks at impossibilities and said, nobody can do that but me. And so I'm going to speak to this situation. And I want to tell somebody in this room right now that if you feel like your time has passed, and even, even though you feel like your dream is dead and nothing else is going to happen and everything is gone and everything is dried up, is that anybody in this room that you feel like your time has passed? God is saying today that if I did it for Abram and if I did it for Sarah, he said, the minute that I spoke it, life began to spring forth. All it takes is a word. All it takes is a word. So if, you, if you feel, anybody feel like you're short on time, come on, let's be honest. Come on, come on. It's something that you, you've been, you've been, something you know that God has called you to do, and it's big. And say, God, no, the, uh, the good days of my youth are behind me. Anybody else felt like that? Come on, come on. Can we, come on, come on. Can, and we in church, and we can be honest. What can we be honest at? Anybody felt like, God, I wasted my good years on people and places and things that did not appreciate me, did not value me, and I wasted years. God said, here's what, here's what God said. God said, he said, he said, I am not concerned with time. I created it. I'm not concerned with time. I created it. Time does what I says it would do. And God said, matter of fact, not only that, if you would say, God, I don't know how many years I got. I know the Bible says four, four score and ten, and, you know, and if you're reasonable, four score and a couple more. But God said, I don't know how, if, if you say, God, I don't know how much time I got left, but whatever I have left, God, I am giving it to you. The scarcity of time that I have left, God, I am giving it to you. Let let me tell you something. God allowed Jesus to turn the world upside down in three years. <laughs> you don't need a lot of time when God is breathing on you, when God has, God has sanctioned, and when he said, let there be, and when God causes uh, seas to part, and when God calls doors to open, and when God starts squeezing hearts, it doesn't matter. God can make 20 years be fulfilled in one day. But we're too concerned with how unworthy and how unyoung and how unsprite. Let me tell you something. God said your latter days are going to be greater than your former days, which simply means how can we, how can we uh, separate that from the fact that, that your older days, your days when you are older, are going to be more fruitful than the days when you could have produced more fruit. God said, I created time. It does what I tell it to do. And I will restore the years that the caker worm and the palmer worm have eaten. So if you feel like you're running empty on time, 
God said, that's fine. Acknowledge it. That's fine. Live on empty. And God said, watch me use what's left in your tank. Watch me use what's left in your tank. Watch me use what's left in your tank. Watch me use. God said, I'm going to begin to restore youth. I'm going to restore vigor. God said, God said, I don't have much, but whatever I have, God, I give to you. God said, I'm going to strengthen your knees. I'm going to reverse doctor's reports. I'm going to, I'm going to cause you. People going to look, my God, you're getting younger. What are you, Benjamin Button or something? God, no, you're going to say, it is God's breath that is on me. God said, I am the God of time. I'm the one that said, let there be and there was. God said, don't worry about time. You just worry about being obedient. Tell somebody, tell them, live on E. Live on E, live on E, live on E. The next thing, the next thing, anybody being blessed by this? Anybody being blessed by this? Look, look, the, 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 the next one is resources. Anybody short on resources? Come on, lift your hand, lift your hand. Come on, don't be shamed. We all, everybody could use more. Declare it in atmosphere. Say, I am short on resource for now. For now. For now. I want you to understand prophetically, you are short on resource. The present day status is, I'm short on resource for now. But the way it is, it's not the way it's going to be. You got to understand. You got to understand that the way it is, it does not appear what I shall be. But God said, tell somebody, God's working on something. God's working on something. God sees what's in your heart. He put the seed of that dream in your heart. He know, he know that you didn't have enough money. He know that you didn't have enough resource. He know that you didn't have enough wherewithal to do it. But God said, I am the one that I will supply what I've called you to. It ain't your job to supply it. It's your job to be obedient. It's your job to step out on faith. It's your job to leave what's familiar and to go where I told you to go. And God said, let me worry about it. If I call the ravens to feed the prophet, don't you know I'll take care of you? And even God dried up the brook because the prophet got too comfortable. And he saw a little widow woman who was picking up sticks. Am I in the Bible today? He, say, he, say, he, he, he saw a little widow woman who was picking up sticks. He said, he said, woman, can you please fetch me some water? She said, no problem, sir. I'll get you some water. And then he said, oh, by the way, can you make me a little meal of cake? She said, oh, that's what you really wanted. You wanted, you wanted me to make you something to eat. But he said, he, she said, look, sir, look, it's a famine going on. You know that. You're down the brook and you need something yourself. I just plan to make a little meal of cake for me and my son, and then we're going to lay down and die. He said, look, let me tell you something, lady. If you would just make me a cake first. If you would just make God and put him first. Tell somebody, put God first. You ain't got enough anyway. If you just give what you got to God, just perhaps he will honor the seed of what you give him. But the widow woman, she said, okay. I, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. And so she made him a cake. And, and look, and then how the, how the word of God turns out that that when she made it for him, he pronounced a blessing over her. And she never had to worry about eating. Not a day ever again. All because she put God first. Can I tell somebody that you got big dreams? Somebody say, I got big dreams. I got a big dream. And let me tell you something. It, it, it ain't a God idea until it's out of your ability to do. It ain't a God idea unless it's above what's in your bank account. If it's within your ability to do, it ain't a God idea. If it's bigger than what you can do, it's bigger than the resource you have, tell somebody that's a job for God. And God said, if you would just give me what you have first. Some of us say, as soon as I get it together, God, then I'll serve you. As soon as I give it together, God, as soon as I get these bills, together as soon as I get this saved up so I can get this and I can get that God then I'm going to start tithing then I'm starting to go to Naja God said it will never come up y'all know how the devil do he'll move the goalpost every time as soon as I do this then I start God said today is the day that I made a demand on you to trust me first God said if you will make God a cake first 
Tell somebody, make God a cake first. If you will make God a cake first, he will see to it that you never run out, that you never run dry. Everybody around you can be, can be starving in famine. And God said, if you would just make me and acknowledge me first, I'll make sure that you'll be a shining example of what God can do. God said, I won't take you out of the famine. I'll make you flourish in the famine. That's a word to somebody. God said, you've been asking God to take you out of it. God, deliver me from it. And God said, I can't deliver you if I want to, but I won't get the greatest glory. God said, I'm going to allow you to flourish. I'm going to allow you to bloom in the desert. I'm going to allow you. See, the desert is not, is not conducive for anything to grow. But in Jerusalem, that's one of the most fruitful places in all the world because that's God's land. And God said, I want you to, I, I, I'm going to put my, my, my fingerprint on you and you're going to be marked for God. That what other people are drying up and what other, other single mothers are having, having to get a sugar daddy. And when other single, and other single mothers having, having to go and, and, and buy hot stuff, for, hot stuff for, cool, for school for your kids to look good. God said, I will put your face on pe in people's dreams and they won't be able to sleep until they buy all your groceries, until they buy and take care of your kids for school. Yeah. God said, I am the God. I command birds to feed people. Don't you know I will take care of you? Somebody lift your hand if you've been scarce on, on, on resource. Come on, come on, let's be honest. God, I pray a prayer right now, God that you supply God's people in this room. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a mind of obedience to do the first thing and to put you first. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for resources. Oh, somebody receive it now. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for resources. We know that you are the source, God. But Lord, we thank you, Lord, for increased resource coming to God's people even now. Lord, 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 let us empty out our vessels so that we can receive what you want to send to your people. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. The third thing is ability. Somebody say ability. How many of you feel like you're short on ability? That God, you open the door for me to get in school. You open the door for me to get this job. God, I know it's you that did it. But God, I'm not able. I remember when Solomon took over for his father David. Had big shoes to fill. Imagine your daddy is David. And you get crowned to be the king. He said, God, I am nothing but a child. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to curtsy. I don't know all the, the accruements of what, I don't know the protocol of what a king is supposed to do. And God came to him. He said, what is it that you want, Solomon? He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for more kingdoms. He didn't ask for a harem of wives. He didn't ask for gold and treasure and a vast army. He said, God, give me wisdom on how to lead your people. Let me tell you something, people of God. You may be ignorant of how and what to do. Anybody ever felt like God opened a door and you asked God, God, why did you put me here? I said, I put you here because I have confidence in you. I put you here because you can do it. I put you here because I see something in you that I didn't see in others. I saw something in you. I saw something in you from your mother's womb. The way that you handle defeat, the way that you handle people letting you down, the way that you handle disappointment and you bounce back and you did not curse my name. God said, I saw something in you that I can use. And God said, now is the time that you've gotten to the end of yourself. God said, I didn't, I didn't call you based on your ability. 
I called you based on your availability. God said, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not looking for the one that can sing the best. I'm not looking at the one that can turn a phrase the best. I'm not looking for the one that can play and can do this and can be eloquent of speech. God called Moses a man that had a st 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 stuttering problem to be his messenger and to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And Moses tried to give him an excuse. He said, God, I am not eloquent of speech. He said, you know what? But I saw you when you killed that soldier. There is a fighter in you. There is a, there is a deliverer in you. There is somebody that has a strong backbone. And I can use that more than I can use eloquence of speech. I said, I need your availability. I don't need your ability. I can download super supernatural knowledge to you, and you can be the smartest, most intuitive person in the world. God said, I'm not impressed with somebody's knowledge. Paul said, all that I know, I count as dumb. He said, all I want to do is be available. All I want to do is be available to the Lord. All I want to do is be Somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, I'll be available to you. Some of, us are, some of us are wanting the grand stage too early. God said, I just want you to be available. I want you to be available. I want you to be available like David was. David got anointed king, and then he and then his daddy sent him to the back hills of the mountain to be shoveling sheep dung and, and, and picking gnats and picking bugs out of sheep's clothing. But guess what he did? Guess what he did? He was he was faithful to where God called him to be. He was available. He was he was faithful to his father's flock. And guess what? Every time he was taking care of those sheep. He was preparing for his moment. He was preparing for his moment. Why do you say that, Pastor Tony? The reason I say that is, is that the day that he encountered Goliath, he said, look, I, he said, this bothers me. This man shouldn't be talking to God's people like that. He said, he said, so, say, David, what, man, you're so small. What you can do? He said, let me tell you something. While I was being faithful to my daddy's flock, a, a, a lion came and tried to get one of my daddy's sheep. He grabbed him, and you know what I did? I didn't let him have him and say, well, that's just one. You can't win them all. He said, I chased that lion down and I and I struck him and I tore that lion up with my bare hands and this was, but this is training for this devil that I'm about to face right now. So what am I telling you? All God needs you to do is to be available for what is, what is at hand. And I'm talking to my young people, my millennials in this place because we've done a bad job in letting y'all think that everything is instant. I'm not beating you down. I'm here to apologize on behalf, on behalf of the other generations. We, we, we provided everything for you. You having sweet 16 parties. What, you, getting a, you getting a Mercedes. You, you, you feel like you can go to trips, trips to Hawaii when you graduate from high school. There is a process and a pace that God wants to. And God, God ain't making you walk slow just to make you walk slow. He said there is education along the journey. And if you would just be available for the small thing, you, you, you'd be surprised the things that you learn during the small thing is preparing you for when you get to the throne. God said, don't despise the small beginnings because it's putting character in you. It's putting fight in you. You can understand everything from the bottom floor in the mail room all the way up to the CEO's office. But if, if, if you get catapulted up there, you're going to fall because there is nothing keeping you. God said, don't despise the process. Don't despise the process. We want it now. And God said, if I give it to you now, it's going to destroy you. You got to walk through the process and just be available. Say, Lord, I'm available to you. Not I'm available to speak. Not I'm available to have the corner office. Lord, God said, you got to earn your stripes so I know I can trust you. Somebody say, Lord, you can trust me. God, I just want to be available. And the last thing is, people of God, you may be running empty on options. Somebody say options. In this society, we love having options. Customization is the new thing that people pay a premium for. You can't just go get a coffee anymore. You got to get a, 
get I get a latte with steam steam this and a and, and two squirts of peppermint and then tell, tell, tell somebody customization. We love options. But God says when it comes to me, I have to be the only option. I have to be the only option. And sometimes God will get us to a place of emptiness where we, where, where, where we have no other options. And God said, if you would choose me as the option first, I don't have to let you get to that dry place where you say, God, I don't have no, I don't have, I have no other option but to trust you. And God said, I've been wanting to be there to, to help you along this journey the whole time alone. The same person, Moses, after Moses who said to Pharaoh, let my people go, he wouldn't let them go. He said, and after God said, I'm going to send plagues and I'm going to turn the river to blood and I'm going to send locusts and I'm going to send even a death angel. Finally, Pharaoh said, okay, I'm going to let you go. Y'all get out of here. Take the gold, take the silver, take the chariots. Every last one of y'all leave. <laughs> and then they say, oh Lord, they got the tam women playing the tambourines and, and, and they marching. Mil a million plus Jews are marching out of Egypt. And they say, God, you finally gave us the victory that we've been praying for for 400 years. But then all of a sudden they heard, they felt the rumbling in the ground. They looked in the distance over them and they saw dust being kicked up because God had hardened Pharaoh's heart. God had hardened Pharaoh's heart. You know your Bible, don't you? God had hardened Pharaoh's heart. And all of a sudden, he said, I'm going to chase them. I'm going to chase them. I'm not going to let them go. God, all of a sudden, his heart got hardened. Has God ever hardened somebody's heart against you? And, and you really said, Lord, I don't really, I don't, all of a sudden, people just flip the script on you. God said, it was me hardening people's hearts because I didn't want them to be able to affect and contaminate what I put inside you. But nevertheless, God, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And he said, I'm going to chase them. And all of a sudden, Pharaoh, uh, uh, Moses found himself with the Red Sea in front of him and Pharaoh's army behind him. He said, God, what are we going to do? I ran out of options. God's, let me tell you, God is the God of open doors. And God is the God of closed doors. And if you look over your shoulder, you will see that God has been closing some doors. God has been cutting off some relationships. God has been called. He's been putting no in the mouths of people. He said, because I wanted to reduce it down, then you have no other option but to trust me. said, Moses, what are we going to do? You done got us out here and we're about to die. They're going to come get us and they're going to whip us even more. And God said, Moses, what is it that you have in your hand? He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, God, all I got is this staff. Do you remember, Moses, when I told you to put that staff down and it turned into a serpent and you picked it up and when you wave and you wave that staff and the, and the river turned to blood and you wave that staff and locusts and, and, and locusts and all kind of plagues and, and when you wave, God said, use what's in your disposal. God said, you don't need nothing new. You don't need a new hookup. You don't need a new, you don't need a new favor. You know, God said, use what's in your hand. Use what God has in your circle, in the nucleus of who God is connected to you. And God said, what you have in your hand is enough. He stretched his hand out. <laughs> Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. Moses was empty on options. He was at a dead end and a train was coming to him at full speed. Anybody ever been lived life where you don't have any other more options? God said if you would just stretch your hand. Somebody stretch your hand. God said just stretch your hand. What is it saying? God, I'm letting go. God, I've made a mess out of this. God, the more I touch it, the more it crumbles. 
the more I try to fix that husband, the more he act up. The more I try to fix my children, the more I try to, try to fix my wife, the more it acts up. And God said, if you would just stretch your hands, realize that God, I take my hands off it. I take my hands off it. I'm simply going to stretch out over and over, over the Red Sea. I'm going to stretch out over the impossibility that I see. And God said that if you stretch out, I'm going to make a way where there is no way. God sent a wind from heaven. Let me hear, let me hear, I want you to understand me. God sent a wind, such a strong wind that the waters of a sea parted and stayed up on two sides. And they didn't walk over on mud, y'all. They walked over on dry What he's about to do for you. It's not going to be a struggle. God said, I'm going to do it so completely. Oh, God. I'm going to do it to such a complete degree. you to right now just to lift your hands and begin to worship the Lord. So Lord, empty me. Empty me. Empty me, empty me, empty me. Come on, anybody been fooled? I said, I don't need you full. I need you empty. You may come to the end of your rope. You may have come to the end of your resources. You may have come to the end of your time. You may have come to the end of your options. But God said, that is the exact place I want you. I want you empty. You thought I wanted you full. You, you thought I want you acting all religious and saying I'm blessed and highly favored. But God said, I want you empty. And I don't want nobody to be worrying about me. I've been crying because the, I've been crying the whole time I've been speaking because God desires his people to be empty. God said, if you would just empty yourself, if you would just empty yourself, Yourself. Some of you are full of anger. God said, I want you to empty. Some of you are full of disappointment. And God said, I want you empty. God said, I God, some of you are, are, are full of yourself. Yes. And God said, I want you empty. I want you empty. I want you empty. Some of you are full of sorrow. And God said, I want you empty. And when you are empty, then I will fill you up. I will fill you up till you overflow. I will fill you up till it spills over to your children. I will fill you up until it, it, it bleeds over to everything that is attached to you. It will bleed over to your career. It will bleed over to your husband. It will bleed over to your wife. It will bleed over to your to your children. It will bleed over to your enemies. But God said, before I can fill you, before I pour, I need to know that you are hungry and that you are thirsty and that you are empty. Somebody begin to cry out in the room for God in this room. Gifts and talents are okay, but I need you empty. I need you empty. I 
need you empty. I need you to live an empty existence. I need you to every day, God, what can I pour out? What can I empty? What can I render unto the Lord? What can I render? God said, I want you empty. I want you empty. You need a healing? Then you don't need a healing. What you need is to be empty. And I'll fill you with the joy of healing, God. God said, I need you empty. I anybody need to be empty. Somebody say, empty me, Lord. Empty me, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, yes, yes. It is a hungry and a thirsty. God said, I send a rain to thirsty land. I send a rain to thirsty land. I send a rain to thirsty land. Somebody say, Lord, I'm thirsty. Lord, I'm thirsty. For tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.